0: It's a great pleasure now to bring in. He's a very busy man uh, with golf and with Speedway as well, but we're going to talk about golf first. Uh, caddy to the stars, Steve Williams joins us. Uh, g'day, Steve. A, a, a bit of a, a look back in time your last two weeks. You're back on the tools.
1: Yeah, I haven't caddied since 2019, so um, yeah, it was probably with great excitement and I went over to Australia to caddy for Adam. He played in the Australian PGA in the Australian Open and... Um, by by my own admission, I was a little rusty the first week, <laughs> but um, last week back in Melbourne on the Sandbelt courses, which is one of my favourite places to caddy ever, uh, it was a lot of fun. He got into contention, ultimately finished second, so that was a lot of fun caddy at um, the Australian Open, which was quite a unique event. They had the Australian Men's Open, the Australian Women's Open, and the Australian All Disability championship all playing together in the same tournament so a unique format, first time that's ever been done so it was quite an exciting week
0: That first week back um, now you have to be honest and put your machoism aside, did you have a sore shoulder at the end of the tournament because your body wouldn't have been used to carrying a heavy bag
1: Well, I tell you, I didn't have a sore shoulder. My feet were aching. It's quite amazing when you don't do something for a long period of time. Although you spend, you know, I play golf all the time. I carry my clubs and that. But when you actually spend that much time on your feet with a golf bag on your shoulder, uh, my feet were aching. So that was um, (laughs) something I wasn't expecting. But, um, yeah, apart from that, the body held up good. The
0: the decision to go back in, Caddy, I was just wondering if if someone other than Adam had to come knocking on your door, was it time to just... Have a little bit of a go again? Yeah, look, it's
1: um, it was a bit of a group thing. Adam's coach, um, myself, Adam's dad. Um, we had a great run together um, when we were when I was carrying Adam, and that and he feels like this is his time. As you know, not, it's not like it's running out, but he feels like you know he's forty two years old now, and it gets harder and harder to compete at the highest level when you get in your forties, but he feels like he last year that he found some very good form and um, he, he, his COVID really interrupted his whole, you know, the, the whole way he went about things. He lives outside of America, so he was traveling to and for him and he, he lost a bit of form over COVID, but he feels like he's back to where he's almost getting near to the, where he was back in sort of 2011 through 2014, where you know, he was playing exceptional golf. So, you know, the idea was to, you know, call Steve back in and see if we can recreate some of that. So that was a lure for me and it's not going to be full time. I'll do half the tournaments that he's going to play. So, um, yeah, that's where it all came from.
0: Was that part of the appeal for you that it was part time? You didn't have to fully commit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Look, I mean, you know, I've had numerous offers since I've retired to come and caddy for guys and that, and it's, whilst it's flattering, I guess, in some sense, but, um, I certainly have no interest in doing it full time. You know, you can't do something. You know, my son—he's he, a professional scooter rider now, wow. and he competes a lot as well. So, you know, he's—he's he's not old enough to travel on his own. So, my wife and I have to travel with him, and he competes all over the world. So, you know, to be able to caddy just a, a small schedule of tournaments would suit me down to the ground. And, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: So, I think—I think I'm right in saying you stopped full time with Adam in 2017. So. How's he changed, not as a person, but as a golfer? Did you find any good habits, bad habits, different ways he approaches things between the times you've, you've spent with him?
1: Well, I, 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 the first thing I sort of noticed after just after the first practice round, uh, we played at Royal Queensland. He played with Cameron Smith. And obviously, everybody knows about Cameron, he's one of the best players in the world right now. Probably, you know, he's had a remarkable year in 2022. And he, uh, he played with Wade Ornsby, another Australian guy, and I was, the first thing I said to Adam after the practice round was, I was amazed how far he still hits the ball. I, I figured he might have lost a bit of length, but um, he, he was hitting it right up there with Cameron, you know. So I was quite surprised. But no, his game was in great shape. I was, I was pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah, I've always thought he's had one of the most pure golf swings, absolutely pure. If you could, if you could DNA a golf swing into me, I'd choose Adam Scott. So it, it, there's, there's not many kinks in it, is there?
1: <laughs> no, there's a lot of people uh, would love to have Adam swing. You know, he's obviously one of the purest swingers out there. You know, kind of naturally gifted uh, athlete. But um, yeah, so no, you're right. A lot of people would would love to have his swing. Very natural move at the ball, and everything seems pretty easy.
0: What's his mindset like on the on the course, Steve? How much does he ask for input, um, accept input, that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, look, I mean when you go back to caddy for someone, we, we, we had a great run together and that. And, you know, once you get on, I, I, you know, the first week I was a little, you know, I caddy more by instinct, sort of a feel kind of a caddy. And, that, and, and the first week it took me a little while for the instinct to come back. But then last week was great. But, you know, a- a- Adam's great. We, we, you know, you, you get into a working relationship and I'm not scared to say what I think. And he's, you know, he, he'll say whether he thinks I'm right or wrong. And that, you know, you've got to get on the same page. But no, we got, we, we got in harmony quickly. Uh,
0: last week was good. So, And I looked at his, um, like he's obviously targeting majors when when you're as good as he is, and he's a previous Masters winner with you on the bag, of course. 48th in the Masters, missed the cut in the PGA, then a 14th US Open, 15th British Open, tied 5th in the BMW, then hit Australia, tied 28th PGA, and as you say, 2nd in the Australian Open with your good self on the bag. Is he sort of a guy that sets goals? Does he target tournaments? Does he you know his whole preparation to take on a golf season how does it look for him and how does it look for you
1: yeah well i mean you know we've had this sort of lengthy discussion about where he's at with his game and what he wants to achieve but he he would really like to add another major championship to his resume and and you know like as i said he's 42 year, years of age now so it's not getting any easier than that. but you know so next year the whole schedule is going to be around trying to peak for those four major championships. But it's kind of the PGA Tour in America next year, obviously with all the um, things that have happened around with this new live tour, the PGA Tour have had to be proactive. And so they have uh, a a very different approach for how they're going to run the tour next year. So they've got what they call these elevated events. Um, I believe there's 17 of these elevated events. And so the top 30 players so that's all the players that made the FedEx Cup final last year, including Adam, have to play 16 of these 17 elevated events, along with three other non-elevated events, and that's between January and the end of August. So wow. uh, these guys are going to be playing a lot of golf in a in a shorter period of time than what they would normally be playing. So you know these these are. We, we, Adam and I went over the schedule last week in Melbourne to sort of try and feel what we think would be a good setup for, to try and peak for those majors but you have to play all these elevated events so you, you, somewhat the schedule is actually almost determined for you so yeah quite quite a different setup but that's all come about because of this new live tour.
0: There was speculation that Adam was on the brink of going to the live tour of course uh, Mark Leishman, Cam Smith as you said and and then big names like Dustin Johnson, etc., and it's almost like golfers are forced to make a choice and be public with the choice, like Phil Mickelson has, like Rory McIlroy has. Uh, Adam Scott hasn't got that confrontational type of uh, part to his personality, has he? And but he's stuck with the PGA Tour.
1: Yeah, well, look, the, the, the reason being, or the, the main reason being, that um, you know the, the live tour is very attractive for everybody. But if you're someone that doesn't have you know, the, if you're not exempt in all the major championships, you know, if you go to the Live Tour, your world, and, and currently the Live Tour has no official world golf ranking points. So if you're a player that's playing on the Live Tour, your ranking is going to go, you know, it's going to keep every week when, when the golf circuit's on, your ranking's going to keep falling because they can't get any points playing on that tour currently. So if you go to the Live Tour, um, like Adams, obviously he's exempt. For the Masters being a former Masters champion, but if he went to the Live Tour, uh, his ranking could quickly fall, and then he, you know, he would not be able to play because of his ranking uh, in, in the, you know, the other three major championships. And at this stage, he still believes he can compete in those major championships. So that's where he's at. Where, you know, I, I guess I was somewhat surprised with a guy like Mark Leishman who Mark is a very, very good player. He's contended in a couple of majors. He's had a couple of top three of major championships. So by going to the live tour, um that, that ends his career as far as playing in major championships until they get world golf ranking points. So it's, it's where you prioritise what you want to do and what you want to achieve.
0: Mm, yeah, it's fascinating. It will continue to play out and have different machinations, I'd imagine, over the coming years. Uh, before we go, Steve Williams, uh, obviously uh, you're a former New Zealand champion on the dirt and your big grunty cars with your big fat tyres spraying the crowd with mud, which is always good fun. You've got a pretty cool event coming up next weekend in Rotorua, I believe.
1: Yeah, so next weekend is the the Valvoline Superstock Charity Invitational uh, at Paradise Valley Raceway. Next Friday and Saturday, there's 70 superstocks battling for 26 spots uh, on Friday night to qualify for Saturday night, where it's twenty thousand dollars to win, oh. uh, which is the biggest purse ever for a Superstock race in New Zealand. So, and along with that, we've got a charity. Um, we've got. 10 celebrity drivers driving Superstocks. They're going to practice on Friday night and then they're going to race on Saturday night. Avalon Biddle, Simon Evans, Andre Heimgartner, Lance Hughes, Darren Cavey, Greg Murphy, Richie Stanaway, Mad Mike Widett, Daniel Woolhouse and Chris Vanderdrift. These guys are all going to get behind the wheel of a Superstock which they've never done before so these guys are fizzing at the bit uh so they you know they're obviously all professional drivers so they you know they'll get a hang of it and they have some fun so it's all for charity wrong with donald house starship hospital so um yeah if anybody wants to get along it'll be a huge event and then if you can't get along it's going to be televised or it's going to be live streamed on the pits media but if you go to the Rotorua facebook page Rotorua stock car club all the infos on there so yeah massive event and we're you know we're aiming to make some very good money for two very good charities.
0: Oh, you've done a lot of great work for charity, Steve. I'm just, i just ringing in my ears. Heimgartner, Stanaway, Murphy, uh, Bathurst to Rotorua on dirt. But I know how competitive Greg Murphy is. That that that's almost as enticing as this twenty thousand dollar race. To be honest. Yeah,
1: yeah, well, uh, and then we've got those guys that are drifters as well, like Mad Mike. I mean, he, you know, he, he's just, you know, he didn't get the name Mad Mike for anything. <laughs> but, you know, like, the, the, the drifters will be pretty interesting, to, you know, because they to have a bit of feel how, how to drift around the corners on, in a superstar. But, yeah, these guys, everyone I've spoken to, uh, you know, we've even got, you know, Avalon the Biddle, the, New Zealand's best motorcycle woman. And, you know, she's a tiny little lady, and, you know, she's going to strap up herself into a superstock. She's absolutely fizzing at the bit to get behind the wheel of a superstock. So, you know, none of these guys have ever driven a superstock, and um, they're absolutely pumping. Simon Evans last night, he got fitted up into his car, and Paul Vasey's superstock out here in Auckland last night. He, he's absolutely humming. So, no, it's going to be a massive event and really excited about it.
0: Yeah, and as you say, the charity aspect of it. Uh, don't forget that because we do like helping those that need help. Um, and finally, Steve, uh, once once the super stocks are parked up, when do the when does the passport come out? When do you re-link up with Adam? What's your next event?
1: Yeah, the first tournament that I will do off his schedule uh, will be the at Riviera, the Los Angeles Open at Riviera. Uh, I believe that's in the middle of February, so that'll be my first one, and then and that will be uh, then I'll caddy in the. Uh, the match place prior to Augusta so I'll do a couple of events leading into Augusta and then yeah I'll be happy to stroll down Magnalia Lane uh, at Augusta, they'll be looking
0: forward to that Can't wait to see you in those white overalls the green cap and that uh, uh, uncomparable Steve Williams stride down the fairway so it's, it's <laughs> going to be good to have you back there mate uh, I'm really looking forward to it, I'm sure you are as well. Hey listen, uh, well done uh, congratulations getting back on the tour I think it's awesome and also all that great charity work you do for Starship and Ronald McDonald House, I think it's brilliant using your profile and being so selfless as well when you could just sit back on your ranch and drink martinis and go for a swim and pump some (laughs) iron but you're out there doing good stuff for the community mate and, and I appreciate talking to us today
1: Absolutely, have a good weekend